Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Girl CEO Podcast, the playground for female entrepreneurs. My name is Ronnie Brown, and I'm the author of Amazon's best-selling book, From Mopping Floors to Making Millions, and was once a teen mom to a millionaire business mentor. I created my Girl CEO community for women like you. Girl CEO, you are a trailblazer, a creative, an innovator, a boss, and a woman who knows that she deserves more. Join me each week while we uncover what it truly takes to be your own boss and become a successful girl CEO. And don't worry, sis, I got you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Girl CEO Radio, the playground for female entrepreneurs. Today is going to be a super special episode for me because I have two of my favorite guys on, and you all are probably seeing these guys everywhere, interviewing everyone. They're always giving out free game, and I personally love their podcast. Well, today we are getting down to the nitty gritty about the story behind Earn Your Leisure and how the hell these two guys took over the internet with a podcast show that is giving away so much free information to African-American people all over the globe. So can everyone just say hello to introduce yourselves? Let's let the people know. Rashad and Troy. Earn your leisure. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We grateful to be here. Hey, you alumni, so this is a family affair. <laughs> yes, well, they say it is no fun when the rabbit has the gun. So now I am on the other side doing the interview. I just did an interview with you guys on your show. Super crazy. It was really fun. Got a lot of engagement from that. You guys have such a loyal, supportive, following community. So congratulations on that. How are you guys feeling right now? How is it all feeling? Yeah, it feels good. I ain't gonna front like it feels good to just, you know, be able to touch so many different people from all over the world. But we don't really get a chance to really get wrapped up in it because we work so much. Yeah. Like we filmed three podcasts yesterday. We back here today. So it's like we actually yeah. doing something all day, every day. So you never really get a chance to actually look back on it. But it's extremely humbling. And this is dope. Yeah, it's the fuel. Like everybody gets to tell us the impact the episode had on their lives, which is like amazing. So like you said, we just work even harder when we see that. Yeah, I love it. You know, one of the things that I've been wanting to ask you guys is how in the hell did you get started with the Earn Your Leisure podcast? Whose idea was it? It was, well, it didn't start as a podcast. A lot of people need to realize that they're like, yo, we just came out of nowhere. But the title really explains who we are. I was doing a summer program for like 10 years in my community. And as an educator, I know that there are things that are lacking in schools. And one of those things being financial literacy. And so when I was creating the program, I was like, you know what? 
I want this to be part of it. I want a resume etiquette to be part of it. I want a job etiquette, interviewing prep to be part of it. I want college tours to be part of it. And so I was like, all right, we're going to do this. And at the same time, Michelle was starting his financial advising career. So I was like, look, I need you to be the face of this for me. I want you to come in and teach kids financial literacy because a part of the program was based on their performance in it, we were going to pay them. They could earn up to $500 after six weeks. And this is going to be the first time for these 14 year olds ever coming in contact with money. So we want to explain them the importance of it, how to use it as a tool. And so that's how it kind of started. And he came in and I would write the lessons and he would teach them. And then he kind of got the hang of doing it. And he just started creating the lessons for himself. And that kind of spawned into his own Instagram career. Love it. So how did you two even meet? Yeah, we're from the same neighborhood. So we grew up together. Like we, we know each other for over 25 years. He's like two years younger than me. I think he brought it up. That was crazy. He remembered that. But the first time we ever met, we were going to a movie set for this movie called Eddie with Whoopi Goldberg was starring. I hadn't known him because we didn't go to the same elementary school, but he came this little sixth grade kid. And I'm like, everybody knew him. I'm like, who is this kid? And he's just kind of like had the same aura, like, yo, yeah, like you should know me. <laughs> so I was like, you know what I mean? At this time, like, he's going to be my little homie. But then I found out his brother was in school. Like our brother's in the same grade. So we all just grew up together, hanging out our whole lives, really. Yeah, yeah, yep. All of our lives. Everybody, it's, it's more people behind the whole Organizia brand too. So everybody that we work with, like Mike, shout out to him, is our partner, Jamal, Bam, it's a couple of us. And we all grew up together. We all know each other pretty much our whole lives. So. Yeah, like it's not a game. Like we literally, from like, 10, 11 years old. <laughs> Love it. So what grade you were a teacher? I started out six through eight. I was teaching phys ed and health education. And then now I'm in elementary school. But the program itself wasn't, it was completely different from what I was doing. And I felt like, yo, these 14 year olds who come in, I sit down and interview them and they tell me about their future aspirations, whether they want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a pediatrician. And our job was to go out in the community and find people who were willing to have them as an intern for six weeks. And so once I started matching them, you know, they would go there twice a week and get a real in-life experiences of what that job is like and pick the brains of some professionals. And then twice a week, they were in the classroom and we were teaching those lessons. And then Fridays, I would take them to like a college to see what college life is like, or I'd take them on recreational trips, whether it be Great Adventure or a water park or something of that nature. So that's how it started. And, you know, the, the kids loved it. And the toughest part was like, after the six weeks, it was like, yo, what now? And um, <laughs> that was something we were struggling with. It was like, yo, how are we going to scale this? How are we going to scale this? So Ernie Elijah kind of is a new way to scale it. <laughs> so who decided, let's do this podcast thing? Yeah, it was like, so I was growing my own personal brand on social media. I wanted to be like a financial guy on social media. And so I was growing my personal, like personal Instagram page. And I got to like 30,000 followers on Instagram. It took me like a year and a half, two years to get to like 30,000 followers. And I was doing like as much content as I possibly could for other people. Like I would go on other radio shows and I would do other people, interviews with other people and stuff like that. And then I would take the footage from that and like chop it up into like 60 second clips to put it on Instagram just to kind of build my personal brand. And those really became successful. I was talking a lot about like the backstories of sports and entertainment. So I did a clip about 50 cent vitamin water deal. And that went like viral. It got like a bunch of views online. And the people was like really interested in the 60 second clips that I kept putting up. And a lot of people was asking me for a podcast. They was like, you know, you should do a podcast to like just give extended dialogue. Like they were like, do you have a podcast? Where can I see more information? So <laughs> when you own the content, I figured the podcast would be the perfect place to have more extended dialogue. So I asked Troy if he wanted to be my partner in the podcast. And he was like, yeah. So that's kind of how the podcast the idea for the podcast originally came about. It was really 
an extension of my own personal brand and just kind of keep growing that. We didn't really have expectations for it or we didn't really start it to be like one of the top podcasts. We was just like, all right, you know, it's just something else to do because everybody <laughs> keeps asking for it. So yeah. well, let's just see how, you know, see what yeah. happens. We were so focused, like, and I say we, because like you said, there's more than just me and Rashad, but I'm not even going to call him Rashad no more. I don't call him Rashad. These are more than me and Shadi. We were just trying to help him build his brand because we saw it. We was like, yo, you got like 20,000 followers. Like, oh, wow, this is crazy. And we were just kind of help him just grow because once he grew, we knew that everybody, he going to bring everybody with him. So he was like, yo, I kind of need a hashtag. And so I was like, yo, I think I got one for you. I think this is going to be good. And he was like, what is it? And I'm like, yo, earn your leisure. He, wow. was like, he was like, nah, I don't really like it. I'm like, nah, it's perfect. It's <laughs> You know, I just I just caught the new nickname. How didn't you like earn your leisure? That was just a different, you know, that was a vibe. Uh, I didn't not that I really didn't like it, but it didn't like blow me away. Like earn your leisure. I'm like, it, did, it was kind of like, like, all right, whatever. But like, you know what I mean, so yeah, I started using it though, and it became successful as a hashtag. Just on my purse, I would just post like earn your leisure, like just on, and people was asking me like, what is earn your leisure? Is it like a network marketing situation? Like, can I join earn your leisure? I'm like, nah, it's just a hashtag. It's nothing. And I actually stopped. It became really. Po- Other people started using it for that hashtag, and I stopped using it for like months because I was like. I didn't really like it like that. So then one of my friends I was working out, Kyle DeSpanks, we was working out one day and he was like, yo, what happened with Earn Your Leisure? Why you don't use that anymore? And I'm like, you like that? He's like, yeah, that was dope. You should, you should start using it again. So I'm like, all right. So I started using it again. So then when we started the podcast, we had to come up with a name. So it was just kind of going back and forth with ideas. I wanted to name it Money, Power, Respect. Some <laughs> rappers need teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just going, going back and forth with names. But then it was like, we already have Earn Your Leisure. That's like an original situation. Nobody else has ever used it. We made it up. So might as well just use that as opposed to like, you know, Money, Power, Respect. That's that's what the lock said. That we probably had to go through Diddy and pay to get it and all that. <laughs> and all of that. Like, we like, you know, what it's just earn your leisure we already yeah. got it let's just go with it yeah so. it's kind of crazy because it was like where we from like people have seen us grow up so they've seen us have nice things they've seen us go on trips around the world they've seen us you know throw these crazy parties and it was like they never see the hard work that goes into being for us to provide to do that so it was like yo they need to know that we have earned this freedom to do these things but like that was kind of the name and i was like yo this is perfect and he was like nah i'm like nah it's still perfect bro <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, one of the things that I really admire is what you said. You said that if you had one person that was winning, you guys said, let's drive more traffic to him because if he blows up, then the whole thing will blow up and you spent your energy really promoting Rashad. So let's talk a little bit about that mindset. Do you feel like right now there are a lot of people that have that mindset right now? Having a brand is a trend. Everyone has a brand. Everyone has a business. What made you think that way versus let me go create my own versus let me drive this traffic to my friend? Yeah, I mean, I'm not really that big on social media. We used to argue about it. I'm like, yo, it's not real life. Like, it's not real life. And he would argue like for hours. And I'm like, nah, bro, it's not. So like, it was nothing for me to say like, yo, let's promote him because he was good at it. He started to master it. I'm like, yo, this guy has a gift for it. Like, why not help him? Like, and that's something that we don't see. Hopefully people watching us will understand like, yo, working together gets you a lot further. You know what I'm saying? So like, I always say, use the analogy, like if we the heat or the old heat, right? If he's LeBron James of this thing, like I have no problem being Dwayne Wade, right? Because at the end of the day, they both champions, they both go into the Hall of Fame and they both successful. And I have no problem with that. And like, so it takes nothing for me to just be humble about it. Cause it's like, yo, why not? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We both going to win. We both going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but that's big though what you said also as far as like a lot of everybody's trying to create their own personal brand and just like 
you know, for us, it was very fortunate. Like Troy, definitely a very humble guy, obviously. But then my man Mike also, like, because when we started, it was me and Mike originally building my own personal brand. And he's real good with like all the technical stuff and all of that. And he was just helping me. Like he didn't really like look at it like I want to build my own personal brand. He's like, I'm going to help him, me build it. So, you know, that they all they all put emphasis in me, like, you know, because they didn't really have aspirations like themselves, but they always they had talents. They had talents. And I'm the one that really wanted to be like Instagram famous. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. That's a like, fact. We saw, we saw yeah. one girl do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they wasn't really on it like that. They didn't really care about being Instagram famous and nothing like that. So they, you know, but that just goes to show you teamwork makes the dream work. So a lot of times, like, you know, you see one person and it's like, you know, you're in competition with that person, your homegirl, your homeboy. But if you put your egos aside, y'all all could actually win. So that's something that's very hard for us. Say that one more time, Rashad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. No, that's a fact. Sometimes you got to put your egos aside and it's like, you know, you all can get to the promised land, not just one person. But if you're constantly in competition, it's like what Troy does well, I might not be able to do well. What I do well, he might not be able to do well. But if we come together and merge, then, you know, we get the best of both. And, you know, we all going to rise together. So, Troy, what were some of the things that you were doing to filter traffic to Rashad's page? I'm just interested. So, like, I mean, the conversations that we were having, he started to post. So I'm like, yo, people don't know these things. And so once we started realizing that, anytime I saw an article, and it's kind of like what we do now, it's like anytime I saw an article that could help his page, I'll send it to him. Anytime I could remind him of a story, I'll do that for him. So like, it was like, all right, yo, that went crazy. That's, they, didn't, they didn't know that? Like, I remember the vitamin water when he posted that. I remember the Jim Jones story when he posted that about the Supreme deal. And I was like, yo, people don't know that? Oh, this is crazy. This is going to go crazy. I knew it because the way people started gravitating towards pages, like, yo, where can we get more of this? Like, how, how do y'all know these things? Even yesterday, we did an interview and somebody was like, yo, where do y'all get all y'all information? Like, I'm subscribed to these things. I never see these articles. So it was just like, again, I'm like, yo, all right, well. I'm good at that. Like, I'll just keep reading because I read all the time. So, like, if I can find information and give to him and it can help, then that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, he's like, research. So, we got, like, a whole system in place. So, like, he's researched. So, he'll research stuff and send it. And, like, you know, I might get an idea or I might, you know, get the what I want to write because I'm a writer. I write and stuff like that. I put out, I'm a content creator, whether it's writing or, like, editing the video. So, but, like, he'll give me the information and then I'll write it. And then, or if it's, like, a video, I'll send it to Mike and tell him, like, cut these points out. Like I'll tell him what points to cut out. Then he sends it back to me. And then like I write, but I'm not good with English and grammar and stuff like that. So another one of our partners, Mike's brother, bam, I sent it to him. He edits it for me and it comes back. So we got like a whole operation going. It's a system. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that good quality control. You know, <laughs> I was looking at the post you guys put up for me and it had like a little head. And who wrote that? I I'm literally about to use that to run ads to that. So you're going to see that all over every different platform. I was like, oh, he thought about this one. So yeah, Rashad, yeah. I'm sorry hitting you up for my copy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's crazy. People like the writers became a thing. It was like, yo, I was even like, yo, this is crazy. These stories are crazy because it was like their autobiographies in three paragraphs. And like, I've seen people like, yo, I couldn't have said that about myself. Like, so like he has a gift at that. I knew like the first week we tried to do Aurelia, I tried to write a post. It took me like an hour. I'm like, nah, man, this guy is a, he has, he's magic with it. So like, why am I going to try to do that? I'll just stick to what I'm good at and he'll do what he's good at and we'll combine it. 
Yeah, so you guys are like a law firm. It's like Troy is doing the case searching. You are doing all of the, you know, writing for the transcripts. And then you got a spell checker over there. It's flowing. It's flowing. It's a team. And I think that's really important for people to know that and hear that because I always say you can go fast alone, but we go far together. And you all have created a culture where it is a really big team. You know, one of the things that I also love is like right now, you just never know who you're going to see on your podcast (laughs) and people are kind of like looking forward to it. And you all have had pretty much like everybody who's everybody has been on your podcast. So let's talk a little bit about humble beginnings, because trying to get guests on your podcast is not a freaking easy thing to do. Like sometimes people are like, who the hell? They're busy. They don't have time. You know, everyone's a freaking celebrity in their mind right now. (laughs) What was some of the rejection that you all experienced initially? And how have those things kind of turned around now? Yeah, I mean, we, we started out, the good thing with us is that we started out without guests. So we had a format, like the first seven episodes, we had no guests at all. So we had a whole format to do podcasts without having any guests. And I think that that's important for people, anybody that's doing a podcast, because you don't want to solely rely on guests. Because like you said, they're flaky, and it could be a bad episode, anything could happen. But if you could do an episode by yourself, at the very least, you know, you've always put out content. So when we finally started to get guests... We just started with, you know, networking people that, you know, we knew from the business world. It wasn't like really no high name celebrities and stuff like that. So everybody was really, you know, open to coming on. That's the good thing with us is that, you know, for so long, there's really been no outlet for entrepreneurs and business people to really talk. Like, you know, the Breakfast Club is for entertainers and rappers and stuff like that. And then, you know, ESPN for sports people. But, you know, these people that, you know, might make a million dollars a year in real estate or, they know, they stock market geniuses or, you know, whatever, entrepreneurs, they're successful, but a lot of people didn't, didn't want to talk to them. They didn't have an outlet. So we actually didn't come up. It wasn't really too hard for us to get guests as we started to, you know, reach out to bigger name people. And, you know, some people just, we can't reach out to where they don't respond. But I mean, a lot of people have been receptive. We get a lot of networking. I don't know when this episode is going to come out, but we got an episode that we just did. That's a huge, huge game changer for us. Real big. Yeah. So that's dope. That was all through networking. So. Yeah. Tell us, we want to know. <laughs> yeah, hopefully by the time this comes out, it'll, it'll be, it won't be a secret. So Shaq, we interview Shaq. Yeah. So that's huge. That was real huge for us. And so, yeah, I mean, I feel like, I think a lot of times people with podcasts, they automatically always trying to reach out to these celebrities and all that. And I, my thing is like, if a celebrity's cool, I'm not chasing around a celebrity. Like I don't want, you know what I'm saying? It's not that serious. Like I feel like a lot of times people that aren't celebrities can actually add more value and yeah. get more insight. So, I mean, of course, the celebrity is cool for your brand and it helps, you know, with just, you know, the parents and all that stuff. But I don't really like having to chase down these people. They think that they're more important than what they really are a lot of times. See, yeah, that's like that Rashad effect. It's like, no, actually, you need to know me. Now, there's more everyday people than there are celebrities. So it's like when people come on, they've seen what the person has done before they got there. So it's like they've seen the traffic that is closed. They've seen people's businesses grow. So it's like they want to come on. It's not like we don't have to reach out as much because they see like, all right, well, damn, he got 6,000 followers since he was on there. Oh, I need that. I want to have that too. So like people come prepared and they anxious to, to like, yo, can I be next? Can I be the next episode? I want to be an alumni too. For sure. And you know, one of the things that just made me think about is how just an idea to kind of educate the community and have these conversations about financial stability and just business and resources and tools is literally kind of transition into advertising. 
platform, right? Because now people are like, oh yeah, they got 6,000 followers when they were on the show. Hell, I need to be on there. So how have you guys monetized your podcast? Yeah, there's a bunch of different ways how we monetize it. We sell merch, access over liabilities. The only place to get the official access over liabilities is earnyourleisure.com. It's a lot of like Bug. knockoffs out there, but <laughs> that's a different story. But yeah, merch, we have our Patreon community. So yeah. Patreon is a, is a subscription-based service where people pay for like additional stuff. Like they get early releases, they get the podcast without any ads in it, stuff like that. YouTube is a way that we monetize. We get ads from audio, from the podcast. We got our online school. So when people join our Patreon, depending on what tier they join, they get the access to our online educational school. So like that's been going amazing too, because it's like people come on the episode and then you have questions. So you have an in-depth conversation with them now and they can answer direct questions that somebody who listened to the episode might've had. So that's another way. We did our private real estate Facebook group. So the Facebook group thing is a nice way to engage with the community in a more in-depth way with a direct topic. So we have professionals who are on the episodes and we have professionals just that are everyday people coming into the group to share knowledge. Yeah, that's all. I saw a part of EYL University. That's definitely a big, big thing for us. We do live events before Corona and hopefully after this whole thing is over. We <laughs> yes. Do events. We do partnerships. We do partnerships with people that come on the podcast. A lot of times they might have courses or they might have products that they're selling. So we do partnerships with them. That's another revenue stream. Anything missing? Nothing. Yeah. So that's like nine, nine to 10 different yeah. situations. So, so girl CEOs, I just want to just tell you guys to listen carefully to what they just said. We just went over about nine different streams of revenue from a podcast. Some of you all are like, how do I monetize? We do have a dog here, guys. (laughs) So shout out to my boy Reno in there. He's holding down the court, making sure no one's coming down and getting me. What I was saying was some of you all don't even understand the different things that you can do with your podcast as far as monetization. And you're sitting there and you're like, why would I waste my time? I hear so many people say, why would I waste my time doing a podcast? There's absolutely no way to monetize, you know, this podcast. And this is just an example just to show you guys what is really possible. So let's talk a little bit about this because we have this, you have your school, you have your merchandise. Remember, assets over liability is the only place you can get that merch. Because <laughs> I heard they were duplicating the merch for a second there. Yeah, yeah. So don't duplicate the merch, guys. Get it from the official store, okay? But let's talk a little bit about that. You guys are doing live events. You guys are doing the merchandise, the university. You know, what do you say to people who are saying, I don't know how to make money right now? Online, I mean, the opportunities that we're seeing online, I just had this conversation with somebody earlier today. It's just, it's amazing. Like, I didn't really fully understand how much money you can make online until we started to get into the e-commerce space. But online is a whole different world within itself. So I would A, say, you know, the first thing you have to do is do something that you're passionate about. You don't want to do anything just to make money because then it's not going to work out because you're not actually passionate about it. So the podcast, we make money off of it now, but we actually are passionate about financial literacy and, you know, we, we enjoy doing what we're doing. And, you know, it took us a while to it. It's another thing. It takes a while. It took mm-hmm. us a while to get to the point where we actually monetize and really start to make money. When we first started, we wasn't making money for months. And I would tell like, you know, I would tell <laughs> our other partner all the time, like, yo, just just chill. Like he wanted to start taking money out of the account. Like now nah, we got to reinvest. We got to, you know, yeah. reinvest money in. business. Yeah. So that's important. Too. He was like the guy on the Facebook story. He's like, catch it out. Yeah, <laughs> Did you watch social media? The, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, social yeah. media? 
Yeah. So, but you know, it's all about patience and putting out a good product, but definitely from a podcast perspective, we can speak about that. Like a lot of times people look at a podcast, like you said, like podcasts are free to listen to or to watch. So it's kind of confusing to people. It's like, why, why am I going to do something that's free? Like, how do you make money? But really how we look at the product for making money, it's like, it's to get eyeballs on you. And then from there, it's a lot of ancillary things that you can, you know, sell and pitch and do different things and have different, you know, but of course you have to add value to what you're doing, but there's definitely opportunities to monetize any type of platform. And I think any community is many, we talked about that on your episode, as far as like getting emails and, you know, building up a community. Cause once you have enough people now, you can do a variety of different things. You can have courses, you can have online subscriptions, you can have events, you can have merch, you can have, you know, all kinds of different stuff. But the key is just to kind of get the eyeballs and, and yeah. build that community. I would add to that and get the eyeballs and add value. Like we've been giving out so much information for so long. Like by the time we actually were having events, it was like people wanted to pay. Right. That's the part of what Patreon was like, yo, we kept hearing like, yo, y'all giving so much away, man. Like it troubles me not to support y'all. So people would do that. But for the people who are thinking like, yo, I can't make money. I mean, I don't want them to be discouraged. Like when we came in, we didn't have a business plan like, yo, we're going to make money off this. Like Shadi said, it was just something that we were passionate about. And we, as we were doing it, it was like, oh, wait, we need this is a business now. Like we can turn this into something. So anybody that's thinking like, yo, I can't do it. You can, but have a vision in mind and make sure it's something that you're passionate about. And also pay attention to what's happening. If you look around what's going on in the podcast world, right? Like Joe Rogan signs a $100 million deal for exclusive rights at Spotify. You know what I'm saying? Our brothers, Wild and Gilly, they get a million dollar deal with Boss 2 Sports. Kim Kardashian just got a deal with Spotify to do a podcast. So like there's money in this industry and it's kind of a new industry because the way people are consuming content has completely changed. This generation is changing that, right? The radio stations, people are not listening to them as much. People are not watching the news as much. So we know that and we know the responsibility that we have of delivering content. So pay attention. For sure. For sure. And one of the things that I wanted to stress is the dedication that you all have had. You have been 100% dedicated because we didn't talk about this story, but there was a business before Earn Your Leisure. Can, can we talk about that? Because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Let's talk about a few of them because some people just think you start this podcast, you blew up and now you're killing it. But let's talk about some of the ideas that you and Rashad kind of came up with that did not work before this. Yeah. I mean, the first one we had was... You Remember that MTI? You came up with that. But yeah. so we we were like fresh out. I was fresh out of college. He was still in college. And a couple of us, my brother and Jamal, who's a part of the team as well. We wanted to invest in real estate. And this is like 2006, 2007. So we came up with this company, Money Through Investing. And we were just going to like, you know, kind of an investment club. We would put money into it and we try to get properties. The problem was we wasn't making enough money to actually sustain that. So like it didn't last, but it was like a guy in effort. It was like, all right, well, we came together to do something. We had an LLC and all that. And that didn't work. And then I think the next thing was, then, yeah, we did an app. We did an app where we tried to like, <laughs> DJ, like for DJs to have like, if anybody knows music, like they have like what's called Serato and they have like their sets. So instead of having like on the laptop and all that, we was going to have it all synchronized in the cloud. And like DJs, like they have like teams, like big dog pit bulls. And like, there's like DJ teams and it's like 15 DJs. So it's like anybody that's part of that team, they can just, you know, share the cloud and have like the set. And it's, it was just long story short, it's going to make it a lot easier for DJs to do their set. It was a good idea in theory, but we was going to try to make an app for it. And yeah, we got Rob for like $30,000. Rob? Yeah, yeah, pretty and much. We, yeah. We used some Indian, we used some developers out in India and we was on conference calls with them. Like it's like a 10 hour time difference yeah. and they barely spoke English. And then they went on vacation for three weeks for a holiday. Yeah. Then we had to send another <laughs> Indian out there to get them. Oh, yeah, we flew, we flew another Indian that we knew from in, another part of India to that part of India to try to track them down. Then we he, he took money. He disappeared. It 
was a whole was, fiasco with that. Then we did cryptocurrency. We was real heavy in crypto. No sleep. No sleep. Crypto, the crypto days was no sleep. Like Yeah, we, we, we lost a bunch of money on money, that. Um, so about, yeah. how much, about how much did you guys lose? I'm interested. <laughs> I probably lost fifteen to twenty. I think I lost like forty thousand, something like that. <laughs> and, and and that's like I said, there's a lot of us. So like, I'm on the low end. There's some people who lost a lot more. We'll leave them anonymous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> lost, lost that, we did another real estate thing. I don't know if you was a part of that. Me and Jamal. Oh, yeah, no, nah, I was a part of that. Me and Jamal, we we started a real estate investment thing, and that never really went off. That never, we didn't lose money on that, but that never really worked out. Then we also had a fashion blog, Ooh. Fashion Wave. Fashion oh, wave. Yeah. What happened with that? I mean, what was the deal behind that? Oh, so, uh, that was Shadi's idea. Again, like he came up with this idea. He, he, he had seen a social media influencer. I guess they weren't even called that at that time. And he was like, yo, he kind of figured out the game plan of what she was doing. Like she was more than just an influencer. She was actually making money using Instagram as free advertisement for, for clothing brands. Not paid advertisements. Paid advertisements for clothing brands. And he was like, yo, we could do this. So we, we were like, yo, let's come up with a name. Same thing. We came up with the name and we kind of put it out there. And we would, we were doing that. We had some traction. It was going to be like, we studied like what people liked and what kind of pictures and what kind of things need to be in the pictures. But I mean, we weren't as passionate about it as we yeah. probably should have been. Yeah, it was It was actually, a, you know, it was a decent situation. We got to like 12,000 followers, but yeah, it was just a play just to make money. So that's why I tell people don't do it just to make money. You got to act passionate about it. But, you know, that was another thing that we started. So, yeah, we started a variety of- We gave away Fashion Wave too, right? Mike brought it. Oh, you brought it, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we did a variety of different things. And, you know, it's all part of the journey. It's all yeah. part of the journey. You never really look at it like any failure, just learning experience. And then yeah, for sure. all of those have positioned us to be where we are now. Yeah, that's why when people ask if we have expectations, and we always say no. It's like, we've tried things before. And it was like, yo, that didn't work. All right, we're going to try something else. If Ernie Leisure didn't work, we'd be trying something else. It's just that Ernie Leisure is like, we've been passionate about it. We've been doing it. And it works because people need to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I always tell people that the difference is going to be made when you start making a difference in other people's lives. So I feel like right now you're doing something that people need. It's a solution to a problem. People want to know the how, the why, the story. And what I love most is that it seems like whatever crazy thing Rashad comes up with, Troy, you're so loyal. You're just down. <laughs> yeah, like, you need sure. to like that. <laughs> I, was just, I, I, was, I was just thinking about that because, yeah, it's like, you know, like I'm always like a, I look at myself more of a creative than a business person. That's why I like to write stories. I always like to write. I was, a, I was an artist. I like to draw and stuff like that. So I just come up with these crazy situations well yeah they always encouraging and they um they always support it so yeah we're gonna figure out one of these <laughs> things gonna land so it's like all right let's do it yeah i mean uh-huh. the beauty of it is that we outside of this we all had professional careers too so it was like it was it meant nothing to us to like all right let's try this venture let's put some money behind this venture because we we all like we said we we all went to school we all got our degrees and all that we all were doing our own thing in the professional field like, yo, he was the, at the time, like the only one that was doing the entrepreneur thing full time. Him and Mike, well, him and Mike to a certain extent. And it was like, all right, well, he got to take the lead on this because he knows what it is to be an entrepreneur. The, the beauty of it is like over the past two years, really, like I'm starting to see like, oh, this is what entrepreneur life is like. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm still double dutching between both. And it was like, all right, I see the light. I see the light. I see the light. His goal was to get me out of education. Like I told him he never going to get me out because even here we're still educating. But his thing was like, yo, I'm going to get him out of <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, for sure. And I feel like everyone just needs that kind of friend. So, girl CEOs, you have to get a friend like Troy. Everybody has to go find their Troy that is just down for whatever. He's gonna kill me for this. He's gonna, like, yeah, he gonna kill me for this. 
<laughs> nah, nah, it's real. Like you said, I mean, it's, it's, you got to be supportive and you got to have people around you that are supportive. And yeah, that's extremely important because it's like, you know, he never, even though, like he said, he wasn't an entrepreneur, he never looked at it like, nah, this isn't for me. He was always like receptive. Like he always had an entrepreneur spirit. He just wasn't, you know, an entrepreneur at the time, but, you know, he was receptive to it. That's another thing too. A lot of times people with jobs, they, they feel like this isn't for me or I wasn't raised to be an entrepreneur. It's too risky. You can do both. You don't have to, right. like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you can like, even Troy now, he still works. You don't, you don't have to just quit your job to be an entrepreneur. You can be an entrepreneur from six o'clock at night to 11 o'clock at night. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, it's on a your lunch break. Like, so it's the balance of, of both worlds. But yeah, now, you know, he gets to see like, you know, the whole different side of it. And now I think he's starting to like, cause like me and Mike, like we was always like waking up with no alarm clock. Texting, I'm at yeah. work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Or he's like, gotta hit you back on the lunch break. Uh, you, know, uh, like you hitting the nail on the head because I would wake up early because I knew like, that's the thing, like how we kind of work. Like he's up late, like real late. So like he, he'll text at two in the morning. I'm not going to see that till like six o'clock. And at six o'clock, I know he's sleeping. So I know like, all right, well, let me go read now. So by the time he wakes up, he'll have all the articles he could choose from to say like, all right, we're going to use this today. And like, <laughs> so like from that time, like when school starts, they start texting. I can't respond. I'm just looking at it like my phone is the music for my class. If I respond, it's going to stop. I can't answer their calls. So I try to get everything done. But like you said, after that, when I get home and that's true too, like having family balance as well. It's like, yo, I got my wife is like, yo, you got time to get off your phone. You know what I'm saying? Learning how to balance that as well is a thing. But like oh, you said, yeah. after, four <laughs> after four o'clock, it's like, yo, I got to grind here because I've missed some hours that these guys have been working. So I got to get everything done and still check homework. It's, it's a balance. But it's, the work is worth it. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, ladies, we need our time and attention as well. So how are you balancing, you know, marriage, business and working a full time job at the same time? I think I've been doing pretty well with it. I mean, hopefully my wife would say the same. I mean, it's an adjustment, but she's been super supportive and that's what helps. Like, so like when we tape a lot, we tape in my house. Most people don't know that, but we tape in my house. So like up until like this year, really, like when we would tape, I was like, yo, you got to uh, kind of take the kids out because we're going to record in our dining room. You know, so like, she would, yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's crazy. Like when people come, they're like, yo, this is what y'all recording? Like, yeah, this is what we're recording. But yeah, she's super supportive and has always been encouraging and understands what the end goal is like we're not I'm not working for myself I'm working for her and I'm working for my kids so that they have a legacy that lives on and they can carry the name on so having balance having somebody who's understanding is extremely important I salute all women let's, let's go ahead and celebrate her for allowing <laughs> yeah, you to yeah. have this friend named Rashad that got you doing a podcast in her damn dining room because she's a strong black woman for that right there <laughs> well, I'm gonna make sure she hears this episode <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Rashad, let's talk a little bit about you. How are you balancing it? Are you married as well? And how are you juggling everything? I mean, like me and Troy, like we like opposites. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> a little more, more radical. I don't really have, I mean, not, not to brag on him for Yo, keep this in there, Rodney. <laughs> Nah, nah, it's real, but it's like, you know, I, I'm still working on that balance. I don't really have a balance, honestly. Like, you know, I'm a bachelor, so I live like a bachelor life and I just, you know, <laughs> I'm up at four o'clock in the morning. I get to do whatever I want to do, like, you know, so I salute Troy. I salute all of the, the people out there with families because I know that that's difficult to balance a family and all that. So, but yeah, me, it's a little different situation. <laughs> way, way to rub it in, Rashad. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, I kind of just do whatever the fuck I want. You know? <laughs> <laughs> don't got to answer to nobody. 
It's different. It's different. <laughs> so, you know, you guys have been really just killing it with getting more visibility and driving traffic to your pages, to your podcast, to your Instagram, to your YouTube. Are there any things that you would suggest to the listeners today who are trying to get more eyeballs on their content? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing for me that I learned as far as social media early on is like, look what your competition is doing and do the complete opposite, like separate yourself. And that's something I think that really made us um, different because nobody was really doing what we were doing as far as like talking about financial topics, but like sports, entertainment and like breaking down backstories and like going into detail. It was just a little different than like, you know, a lot of people have financial pages, but it's like kind of like just generic stories or like, you know, it's, it's a little different. Our blueprint and even like a lot of business podcasts, a lot of business podcasts are more like motivation. Or it's like just an interview with the person, like going through their story where our thing was like, tell us the information, like give us the breakdown. And I think that's how, that's why people really appreciate it. So it's like, I would say just take time and find your niche because everybody's niche is different. Like what works for you? Try to have original, just be original and be consistent. That's the hardest thing too, I think with social yeah. media. It's not easy to be consistent. Like we try to post three posts a day, every single day. And it's like, that sounds easy, but it's not, especially like you got multiple pages and it's like, you know, you got to like actually be on top of that because before you know it, it could be like nine o'clock at night, you didn't post anything. And people, yeah. you know, they, they kind of rely on you like to give them information or to give them a post. And I think that's something that's extremely underrated, the consistency in social media. You got to be consistent. Yeah, I, w- I would add to that because consistency is, is extremely important. But taking imperfect action is important as well. So like when we started, we didn't have microphones. Like we didn't know how to record. We didn't have cameras. We were recording off our iPhone. So anybody goes back and looks, we were looking literally through the lens of an iPhone to record a podcast. We were using shotgun mics to record a podcast. We were recording in the dining room at my house, like not ideal settings, but we didn't let that stop us. We're just like, yo, all right, this is what we're going to do. We didn't know any better, really. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, ah, this is great. And then after that, like we said, we put all money in and we were able to grow. And that was one thing somebody said to us. They were like, look, if you start here and people grow with you, they'll be able to see the difference in the quality that you put out. But if you start at the top level then you have to make sure that you stay there. Right. So there's not as much room for growth. So it kind of helped us in a sense. But we took the imperfect action, which was the first piece. Yeah, that's a fact. For sure. And what are some of what would you guys say was one of the biggest things that you had to overcome on your journey? Biggest thing to overcome, I would say, I don't even know. I think it was all just a learning experience and learned as we go. I don't even know. I can't even. I think we've been pretty gracious. Like we haven't really had to overcome anything, really. (laughs) Like to be honest with you, I think think it was more just learning. Like you know, like you know, learning about different how to monetize the podcast. We learned how to monetize the podcast. We didn't know any of that stuff going in. We kind of learned it early, like as we went. Even like video cameras, audio, and all that stuff. We had a lot of problems with that early on, as far as the production and stuff like that. Those are things that we had to learn. But I really, I really wouldn't look at it as hurdles. I would really just look at it as learning experiences. I love it because it's like those lessons, like I told before, like there's episodes where like my our microphone wasn't on or the guest microphone wasn't on and we just kind of learn from it. In the moment, it seems like, oh, man. And it's like, all right, well, great. Like, how are we going to fix it? I love the challenge of trying to fix the mistake. Like, all right, we made it. Let's not make it again. How we fix it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think we've ever had to come overcome anything, really, at this point, thankfully. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I love the team environment that you all have because right now it's really hard to pick your team when it comes to hiring in, in your business. And one of the things that I know about you guys is that your team is just like all your friends are kind of connected and putting things together and you guys are working together. People always say like, it's so hard to work with your friends. Don't hire your friends. Don't hire your family. 
What do you guys say to those people? I think I just spoke about this a few days ago. Actually, I think like that whole thing of not working with your family, specifically your family. I think that that's a lie that's been told to us in black community. Because if you look at like Walmart, if you look at all of the, I was watching a post on Instagram the other day and it was like 50 different companies that they named and all of them were family companies. It was like the last name was the name of the company and that was the name of the family, like everything. And all of these companies were built on family, like, and they still family businesses on, on a certain level. So family businesses is not anything new. It's been around for generations. And it's really talking about like group economics and things of that nature. It's like, that's how you really can build with the people that you know closest to you, right? And it's like, you empower people closer to you. You actually, you saving yourself because if you're the only one in your family or amongst your friends that's getting money, that's a recipe for disaster mm-hmm. because sooner or later, you're going to have to give money to them and they're going to be pulling on you or it's going to ruin your relationship because you're not going to give money to them. But if you put them in a position that they put themselves in a position to actually get money with you, then they don't have to actually ask you for money because they're already getting yeah. money on themselves. So yeah, it's like what Meek said. He's like, if you don't feed your wolves, they're going to put you on the menu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you so know what I'm saying? I feel like, you know, and then, you know, there's always issues with business. It's like you can hire a complete stranger and that could be a terrible hire. And then it could you know, fall apart. Just like if you could hire your friend and that could be a complete failure. So it's never a guarantee. But I feel like, you know, with our situation, we all know each other. We all grew up with each other. We are, you know, our families know each other and stuff like that. So we have disagreements. We have fights, whatever. But it's never serious enough to, you know, end the relationship over. <laughs> So yeah. it's just, you know, it's, it's in the moment. Everybody will get over it. And what, is, uh, what is the most serious disagreement that you and Troy have had? We don't really have disagreements yeah. too much, me and Troy. Me and Mike really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, the, no, like, I'm the mediator. Like, I'm really the mediator. Like, I don't, I've never really had arguments really with them. Like, if we look on a spectrum, like, you got me and then you got Shadi and you got Mike. <laughs> and so, like, they always butt heads because they just. But you know what? I just, I, I just thought about something like, yeah, crazy. me and Mike, shout out to my man, Mike. We always been going back and forth. Yeah, like we would we would take like six months off, not speak to each other, fight each other. <laughs> oh, y'all petty. Yeah, y'all oh, yeah petty. Nah, I'm in the middle. Like, yo, y'all got to chill. Y'all got to chill. But you know what? <laughs> is, is anybody in Gemini? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Okay, okay, cool. That, I was just wondering if that was the case. <laughs> but, but, but the crazy thing about it is that once we started the business, our relationship has actually improved dramatically. We haven't really had a fight or anything like that since we really started making money with the business. <laughs> so that's actually helped our relationship, honestly. So, yeah. It's like, because I'm tired of meeting nah, it's crazy. Like we're all, we're all best friends and it's crazy. Like we just had this happen to us the other night. Like we're all best friends, but we all have different relationships with each other. So like me and Shadi will talk about things. Him and Mike will talk about things. Like with me and Mike talk, it'll be a different way. Like we talk to each other differently depending on who's on the call. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy. Yeah, they go back and forth a lot, man. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yo, y'all gotta chill. Yo, we brothers. <laughs> Because they're probably very intelligent, very opinionated, strong personalities as far as this is what I think. And that that's normally what happens when you have a bunch of geniuses in one room. So yeah, nah, yeah. Shadi's a perfectionist. So like if anything, oh, is, if anything's slightly off, you're going to see it in his face. I think you said that when you were like, OK, I see who's the calm one. So like any slight thing that is not perfect is like, all right, damn. Like, nah, it's, you know what I'm saying? So it's like. 
I thrive on that. I'm like, yo, it's not perfect. I right, watch. I'm going to fix it. You know what I'm saying? So it's a good balance. Yeah. So what's next for you guys? What's next for On Your Leisure? What are some things that are on your dream board? Ooh. Yeah, well, we got a lot. We got actually, some things coming. We're producing content now. So we got a, a stock show called Market Monday. Shout out to Ian Dunlap. So that's the first show that we're like producing for somebody else that's like under our umbrella. So we want to start doing more stuff like that and like help people out with podcast shows or create original content, stuff like that. Earn your leisure umbrella. Because yeah. I think we, you know, we've done a good job with creating content and we kind of know, you know, what works and what doesn't work so we can help people, business people, or just non-business people as well. So that's something that we're extremely excited about. And then Earn Your Leisure University is, that's our online educational platform where we have like weekly webinars. So that's like an interactive way to learn. We have like over 70 past courses that's archived on the site. And then every single week we do a, a weekly webinar in Zoom. And it's like a, a professor calling professors so that they're teaching a class on whether it's real estate, stocks, social media, whatever. And then you get to actually ask questions and engage with the person. And we have a real estate Facebook group and, yeah. a, and a book club, movie club. That's all part of that. So EYL University on the education side and definitely on the media side, we're going to keep growing our brand, God willing, and other, you know, branching out yeah. other shows, stuff like that. We're gonna be, I mean, we see ourselves as a full-fledged media company, right? We started as a podcast, but... Long term, it's going to be a full-fledged media company. There's going to be community engagement. We're going to have a nonprofit where we're going to, the program that we started, we're going to continue running that and scale it like we, we said we would. So it's going to be big. We got a lot of things coming. Have you all thought about doing like a earn your leisure juniors for like kids? Somebody, I, uh, somebody, somebody just told me that today, I, actually. I got, I have the idea written down on my board. I don't want to say the title for it because I, I, I got to trademark it first. But I, I <laughs> nah, seriously, like, we had this corner. Like, seriously, we get it. Yeah, like eight months ago and I was like, oh, I got it. I, I can't even get too much of it. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Because like <laughs> I said, I work with the youth and I know like that's a forgotten voice, but they deal with real things, especially in this time like this, all the things going on in the world and a pandemic going on there's going to be some like real trauma that our youth are going through and they have no outlet, right? Like if they don't, are not classified to see a therapist and they don't see the therapist, you know what I'm saying? So, but there's a lot of things that go on in, in the homes of our children and our youth. And I think they need an outlet and they deserve an outlet. So hopefully you don't provide that for them. Love it. Love it, guys. Well, thank you so much for are we done? having me today. <laughs> You guys are ready to go. I know. So I hold you up. But guys, just thank you, Rashad. Thank you, Troy. I really appreciate you guys joining the Girls CEOs today. Can you let everyone know where they can find you? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having us. Shout out to all the Girls CEOs out there. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. We appreciate it greatly. Earn your leisure across all social media outlets. Earn Your Leisure YouTube channel. You can check us out, our podcast out on Spotify, Apple, any audio. And then also we're on YouTube as well. And then earnyourleisure.com has all the information for our university, for our merch, for all of that stuff. And my personal Instagram handle is Rashad Bilal, my full name. And Mine's is at Troy Millings. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you again for having us. We look forward to doing right. some more stuff in yeah, the It's future. too much fun. We, we, yeah, we got we to gotta, sure. gotta link up more often. Appreciate it. Yeah, y'all gotta start having some co-hosts on that show. <laughs> it, it is. There it goes the sales. <laughs> All right, guys. Don't worry, look. By the time you're ready, the studio won't be in the dining room anymore. Oh yeah, we put right. so right. the yeah. Perfect. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in today. Say goodbye. 
your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.